welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theorem the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. One link reveals how you can help fund our adventure to London and cover DragCon UK. Your donation might get you an exclusive Block Talk pin. How cool is that? We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel a desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Can a season of Survivor get tanked simply by who wins? Yes, it is possible. And yes, it did happen. The worst case timeline has occurred. The Alec Gabler has prevailed. How? Well, we're, we're going to attempt to figure it out. It's time to talk to all things Survivor 43 Squid Games one last time. And I'm joined by two people who are in as much disbelief as I am. It's glam nominees, Adriana Trenta and Twinkie Boots. Hello. Hi. Yay. Wow. Was that an excitement to be on the podcast or about what we're going to talk about? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, my podcast sucks. Yeah, exactly. Kidding, jokes. Oh my God. Just, change the, just yeah. change the name of it and people will be like, oh, now I've got to tune in to see why it sucks. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, Survivor 43 has come to an end. Um, ow. How? I sat there watching this episode and it just got get, kept getting worse and worse. And then it ended. And I was like, I'm dreaming, right? It, it, like, just there's so many things. Like going into this episode, I was so excited because everything that had been kind of spoiled for me of the season had been dispelled because of who the top five were. And then, okay, great. I'm not going to know who the winner is. I'm going to just like go in and kind of watch and really discover it. And then everything started happening. And I was like, fudge, (laughs) why is this happening? (laughs) Well, it's funny because ironically enough, I don't remember seeing any sort of like spoilers for, they were like good about getting spoilers out of uh, 43, like, like keeping them off line with like 43. And I see why. And well, I mean, that's what's crazy is last season, if you remember any promotional things, we saw a lot of survivor promotional things and everything was Marianne, Marianne, Marianne. Gabler couldn't even show up into a commercial. Well, to be fair, Marianne did have the (gasps) face that her and Omar had. Uh, Was it Omar who, when they found the idol or was that, who was it that found the the idol with her? I don't know. You know which club I'm talking about, but. Yes, yes. um, And well, then also the other weird thing is that like, is it weird that I actually kind of didn't mind the fact that, because I know that like they do like a longer finale and it's been like a thing for a while, but like it almost like kind of ripped the bandaid off. Like I, like, I don't know if I could stomach it at a top four episode as the finale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think for me, and we'll get to it later on, but 
there was a lot of happiness and praise and oh my god congratulations Gabler this is the time I wanted a live reunion because I wanted all these motherfuckers to own up to what they did and see if they still stand by him winning watching it back because that's one thing that we're not really getting back I haven't listened to many interviews um, but um, there doesn't seem to be that much oh my god we love Gabler so much anymore I feel like I think we'll, t- we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth when we get there, but like, I feel like the jury in the moment had to defend voting for Gabler. And mm-hmm. when they're doing these interviews, it's kind of like surface level. And mm-hmm. then like deep down, they're like, I just didn't want to give it to anyone. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to, I have at the very end, my conclusion of why Gabler won, because I think there's watching it back. It's clearly evident, but let's dive in. Let's get through this. We're getting a little refresher about how Jesse got the idol back from Cody and blindsided him, as well as spooking Carla into playing her idol. The plan went perfectly. Both idols are out of the game, but Jesse still has one rogue idol. It's now the morning at the new camp, and our final five are hiking up the mountains. As they are hiking, we're going to get a confessional from Gabler saying that he may or may not have a lot left in the tank, but if he makes it to the final three, he thinks he has a strong chance of winning. I mean, watching this episode back and hearing this line, they told us. They literally told us. Um, they warned us. They said this will happen, and you will sit here and watch it, fuckers. <laughs> At least there wasn't like a montage and smoke in the Boulet brothers saying Gabler, ha 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 ha, and then it's been cut a bad to white. week for winners. It's been a really really bad week for winners. Oh god. <laughs> um, Victoria deserved it, but she deserved a bloodbath. Oh. <laughs> Now, he says he is the guy planning in plain sight, and he is the assassin. One by one, they are falling, and he is continuing to move forward. Next, we're going to hear from Owen, who says his game started poorly, and from this point forward, he has to be perfect in order to reach the top. Jesse says he's been playing a subtle game until his historic phasey move. His threat level is off the charts, and he can punch his ticket to the final four. Cassidy has been on the right side of every vote and can say that she made every single move correctly to get to the spot. She just did not make a flashy move, so she has to push to the end and make her case. And again, I will say this every single time she says those lines, you did not vote correct in every single vote. She was wrong on one. And the fact that she kept pushing that, I wish someone called her out, but she didn't. Liar. Which one specifically was she wrong on? I don't remember. Um, she was wrong on, I have it written down somewhere else, but she was wrong on uh, the Janine vote. Oh, okay. She was on the wrong side of that vote. Because she that and break, Carla- that break down again? Um, she and voted. Owen voted for oh, right. Ryan, maybe, I think, or someone else. Oh, she, I remember she was, this off, she was not on the right side of the vote. In Her fact, and Carla weren't, yeah. 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 Now, day 24, Carla is struggling with a busted, idol, busted knee, stitched finger, no idol. And I guess we should have known that our queen was not going to be our queen. Um, she may have the heart of a warrior, but she's not going to go out without a fight. We're going to get a little montage with the action moments of our final five as they play the ancient voices as underscoring. I miss hearing that every week. I mean, you could just be like any middle school choir and just like buy the CD for like $9.95 on iTunes and play it in like your class. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Um... Like you know, like, when, like, like you, know, you know, like the elementary school teacher was like every week they had like a different song from like a different, uh, like a different like uh, time period, a different uh, geographical region. They had a different instrument that was mm-hmm. always a stick. Yeah, I um, when iTunes first came out back in the day, I remember going 
and buying every iteration of the ancient voices for every single season that was available um bad move <laughs> why did i do that why the fuck did i do that? wait pause do you remember the first itunes commercials and what song was like the number one song that they were promoting at that time no from this was- by nelly furtado oh i was gonna say i thought it was a black eyed peas song but promiscuous works I, too. the only itunes commercial i remember is um here here we go again the 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 guys on the um on the treadmill yeah oh okay go yeah that that was the yeah. one itunes commercial i remember but alas alas our friends are finding coconuts and firewood as they explore to build their latest civilization they arrive at tree mail to see they have a clue to an advantage it's time to word scramble their way to official advantages they may not search for the advantage until they have unscrambled every word are you both with word scrambles this one seemed easy i looking I'm at this, the clue looked easy yeah this one seemed easier than last season's for sure in the moment i feel oh, oh my god last season's i still uh, <sighs> okay so i will say i've played sort of like a like a, a ca- not casual it was 60 people and it was like three months worth of survivor but like um i got eliminated at a word scramble so <laughs> you're like so those 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 are they're they're tricky in the moment they're tricky in the moment but see in my in the live game i played i won an immunity in on a word scramble so i'm like i'm i'm there i'm ready <laughs> i'm a visual person like but like i can do like puzzles but like word scrambles there's i don't know i i, I can't spell that's my problem I would never do it. Well, what, what they always get you with is that, like, you have to remember it's like there's like a certain word bank of survivor isms. Mm-hmm. But then, like, sometimes they try and, like, not use it. And it's like, is this one of the times where they're using it? One of the times where they're not? Right. Like, I don't know. They said I would the get puzzle so solver said, I'm going to go to the thesaurus and change this one word, and it'll be one that they've never used. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's off to the races to unscramble this puzzle. No one wants Carla to find the advantage. They have no idea what the advantage is. And Jesse's nervous as he doesn't think anyone wants to take him to the end. Carla needs it. Owen has practiced his wordle. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The show is Lingo on CBS hosted by RuPaul. Viacom is pissed at you, Owen. You are officially not getting votes because you said wordle instead of Lingo. Are you going to be <laughs> watching Lingo? Excuse you. Um, I, ori- I originally watched it with Shandy Finesse. And what I was- love my girl, Shandy. Although she's a terrible dancer, uh, she was not. No, she 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 should have not been eliminated. She just had a new partner on the show, and that's why she, they got eliminated. What second? She was pigeon foot. She was. I don't second care. Eliminated. She, was, she was second. Brian eliminated. Fortuna was terrible. He was also he, nasty, yeah. and she should have gone farther. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, fantasy. So, she, I wish oh wow, I, I can't that. believe that we. Oh my god, do we have listen? I in college would watch the game show network on that show she would host every night, and I would watch it and be like, I'm gonna call in one day because I keep on getting it, and then I never got it. Never mm. call, got Lucy will call in, but I loved her. Yeah, but lingo on CBS. Lingo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, are you gonna be watching it? No, Twinkie Boots. Are you gonna watch it? I mean, probably not. You know, they did the celebrity version in the UK. Mm-hmm. Do you know what pair won one of the uh, episodes? Michelle Visage and Leah Remini. No. Lawrence Cheney and Tia Coffey. Oh! Right? Crazy. That's celebrities. So Got it. Yeah. Hey, in the UK, drag queens are like huge celebrities nowadays. They're on all of the reality shows. I mean, hey, if Rita Vega can be on... 23 whatever tv shows that she said she was on between you mean bag of chips 
Or no, no, Rita. No, oh, yeah, Rita in the UK, in the in Canada, but Bag of Chips is on almost all of the reality shows as well. What? Oh yeah, she's been on a bunch. <laughs> Listen, Kitty Scott Claus is on a second edition of Master Chef Celebrity. Um, the Vivian's going to be on uh, Dancing on Ice. It's, a, it's the Vivian's a on on uh, wait on the the British version of Skating with the Celebrities. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Very exciting. <laughs> Do you remember the one time they did like one season of it in the U.S. and it was, was Bethany terrible. Frankel with uh, uh, Johnny? No, not Johnny Weir. Uh, Johnny Weir was one of the judges, though. Johnny Weir was the judge. Lori and Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good times. And, good times. Um, uh, Christy Swanson was on it, and she fell in the first episode and almost quit. <laughs> and if you Sha- want to watch a good fall, go watch Gemma Collins when she was on uh, dancing to or ice skating to uh, Celine Dion's song "Face Plant." Brilliant. <gasps> so good. So good. Oh God. Well, because they know how to make a drama. Carla is gonna unscramble the clue first, which is the in I stand near the sea with her rock at my surface, long since lifeless, but not without service. How long did um the dream team take to come up with that rhyme? They literally just opened up like a William Shakespeare sort of like iambic pentameter, like Solve these riddles three and you will find the- Would you know where to look based on that clue? No. No. <laughs> Not even in the slightest, especially since they're on a brand new beach. Right. Yeah. Moved the day before. So it's like, I would have had no clue where to begin looking for that. They no, do that probably- by design, right? The moving yeah. of the new beach, that way like, it's harder for them to find the advantage. Likely, Yeah. Carla gimps along when she should be sprinting and she is down the beach looking at every tree as she is literally trying to keep her pants up. Girl, I would have dropped my trout and said, fuck it, I need to win. Um, she should have just, just dropped the, the sweatpants. Did you notice that she was just holding it up and couldn't run? No, but I also she didn't also, just rewatch it. She's also <laughs> just like hobbling because she's just also like injured. Mm-hmm. Now Owen's going to figure it out. He's going to go out like a bat out of hell. It's a battle of who finds it first um, and literally who's going to snag it first as Carla and Owen spot the correct tree, but it's Carla whose hand grabs the note first. Now, Owen is literally furious. He's going to literally kick sand and literally throw branches and apparently throw rocks into the ocean. And then he's going to shove the machete into a tree. Do we think he's a sore loser much? (laughs) I think that he is someone who is very much playing the game that he didn't want to play so he's and he's not he's not having fun anymore with this and he just wants it to be over almost like um like i think of like michelle at winners at war but like in the exact opposite way of how she like when michelle had fun doing the challenges and like and actually won Mm -hmm. a couple of the challenges but like owen just is kind of like pouting yeah it's like "Mm, this isn't fun now Carla does I feel, feel like, like she's yeah. oh, go ahead. I was like, I feel like Owen's been pouting for most of the game. Like as soon yeah. as he as soon as he was like in the minority at one point and was having to fight from the bottom, he was just pouting constantly. Like Well, honestly, who says luck. who says being in the majority is that much of like a of a necessary thing to win anyway? Because honestly, there like Owen could have had a case of being like, I was constantly on the bottom. And I was constantly having to just get by and find another cra- like Owen was the best quote unquote survivor because he, right. did, he every single thing went not his way, but he still 
wound up in the end. Maybe in right. an old school season, he would have done better. Well, all he needed to t- say was like, he's like a cockroach and share. He was still surviving at the end, even though he never knew what was going on. Or you could just be like, hey, remember how you wanted Michelle to win Winners at War, or at least should have gotten second place? I'm, I'm the male Michelle in this case. I'm Michael. <laughs> Me. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll win, never. Um, Carla feels like she's the right person to get the advantage. She's beat up, she's beat down, she's on the outs. But we're going to find out that her advantage is a slight advantage in the final five immunity challenge. Will it do the trick? It's time to find out. We are going to head to the beach for the challenge. And before we get to this challenge, Carla will share that she has the advantage. But first, in this challenge, they will maneuver a buoy through a series of obstacles. They will then use two handles to transport letter blocks over a hinge balance beam. Once they have all their blocks, they will use them to solve a phrase that reads, you cannot hide in a dangerous game. Is that a survivor phrase? Have we ever heard that before? Game We've heard iterations dangerous. of it. Yeah. I was like, okay, I've never heard this phrase, but like, we're really, like, as you said earlier, it's a thesaurus game. Like they spin a wheel or they throw darts and they're like, you cannot hide. Now the winner will get immunity and a reward, which will be a protein burst, AKA steak, baked potatoes, veggies, wine, and cheese cake. I thought it was going to be cheese. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for it. But cheesecake, I don't want that kind of dairy. It's how long has it been sitting out there? <laughs> yeah, in the sun. Yeah, you well, in the sanctuary. There's probably it's in the shade. It, it, it's in the the, it's in the, uh, the outback theater. What's the theater? The um, Jack and Jill. What oh, was God, it? I don't remember what it was called. The, was it wasn't Arby's? What was it? No, it wasn't. It was Outback. It was Outback. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How would you do in this challenge? Who'd win out of the two of you? Me. Yes. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm honestly like, I... You would definitely get to the puzzle faster than me. Are you calling me dumb? <laughs> no, I'm saying you would definitely get to the puzzle faster than me, but I might have oh. been able to follow, solve the puzzle faster. If we had you said you weren't good at, at word scrambles. I know, but like, damn, fuck my track. <laughs> Listen, when we do Survivor um, New York Nightlife, it's going to be great. You two are going to battle it out. I um, will see who's going to be voted out first. Fair. Um, fair, <laughs> fair, 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 um, But yeah, it's, it's, I gotta be honest, like, I would, I, I know that will never happen, but how much of a gag would it be if they open up the advantage at final five, which by the way, I think is a stupid thing, and they go, oh, you don't have to compete in this. You're immune and going on to the final four. Or I'll take it. Pa- or you can pass this off to someone else. And then that way it's like, you, like you owe me i owe you can you win final four and take me with you like i'm here for a twist like that i mean hey mm-hmm. if we're going to make this whole game about like put it like taking away your immunity and that's what you have to do to win like give multiple chances for you to take away your own immunity now for carla she will start with 10 puzzle blocks at her table which amounts for one third of the blocks to say for carla that's huge is an understatement because her hands and, and her feet and everything this is good for her um, will she be able to use this advantage to her advantage? Well, it's, we're going to find out. It starts off fairly even, though Gabler is just really, really bad at this. Um, Jesley's struggling. Shocker. Yeah, right. He is reminded he is the only one to not win immunity this season, and he's going to be reminded of that all episode long. Owen's going to get to the puzzle blocks, followed by Carla and Cassie. Gabler and Jesse will eventually get there, but Carla and Owen are on to the transporting. 
And we're going to see that it's a bit of a learning curve to get across the beam as Carla will get to her first stack over before anyone else does. Carla will have all her blocks to start the puzzle. So now it's up to her brain. So she's doing fine. The, the advantage should be in her favor, yes? Wait, you said Gabler is the only one who hasn't won individual immunity? No, no you said Jesse. Jesse. Oh my God, I heard Gabler. I was like, don't you remember the, this is for the, like. No, 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 no. You're, you're clearly loved Mike Gabler so much. So he's always on your mind. But yeah, Jesse sucks. Um, but... Yeah, Jesse's fine. Um, now, we start off with Carla and Owen on the word scramble with two very different approaches as there are lots of words that can be formed, but which one is going to be the right one? Well, we will see that Carla having the wrong word in the big um, section is going to be her downfall as Owen will get his revenge having not received the advantage. Redemption indeed. Um, so close yet so far for Carla. Now, I want to analyze how this game is played for future contestants. We know that there's different iterations, different words can fit there. If you mess up that big long word, are you done? Are you officially out of it? You're done. So maybe like other words can be played around with. Like the, maybe the big word has to remain as one singular word that can't be uh, used in multiple different iterations. Well, then where's the fun of that? I mean, the fun of that is you got to get it first. You got to be fast. Well, I think that it's it's it sucks because there's only 26 letters in the alphabet so there's only a, they're like you have to you know show a lot of letters in order to get a lot of different words and like survivor doesn't have the widest lexicon of phrases and not the most in like like immunity you can definitely spot in a word scramble because mm-hmm. there's a lot of i's a lot of m's a lot a lot of um the, the actual use of a u thank you yeah um <laughs> but like it's like things that just like uh, I, like I feel bad for Carla, but almost not really because when Jesse made that move last last week, it was like a kingmaker move. Like he was not going to win, but he also tanked Carla's game in the process. Mm-hmm. It's smart, but yeah, I think it's it's definitely something to like maybe go back and and, and analyze and see if there were other moments where. Um, putting down the wrong word is going to cause someone to completely lose a challenge. But this one just, it, it, it hurt. It stung because we want our girl Carla to do well. Not after how she voted. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> with the win, Owen will automatically be in the final four. Now to the advantage. Um, to this little reward. Jeff is going to allow him to bring one friend to dine with him and he's going to select Cassidy. Was this the right person? Um, in the end, it didn't really matter. Yeah, in the end, that one really didn't matter. I kind of thought that he would take or Carla just to kind of give them the disadvantage of getting to strategize with the others. Mm-hmm. But it ended up not really doing much. No. Let's start off with the sanctuary where Owen and Cassidy are feasting. Um, what would you say was the best part of the meal? What would you eat first? Does wine count as eating? Sure. Mistake. <laughs> I see for me, once she said mushrooms, I was like, I will pass. You can have my mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. Me either. Ooh. Also, I am not drinking on Survivor. Why like, not? Sir, why would you not do that? Eating for for all of that time. 
Yeah, I don't, well, I don't need like- Wine is made from grapes. Grapes are food. There you go. Well, the grapes of wrath, we saw how that ended, like- Fair. Yeah, like- Now, Owen is feeling like a king. He feels amazing and thinks he's in a position to win this game. We're going to start with our strategy talk, and is it Carla or is it Jesse as the emerging threat here? Well, Owen says that Carla has proven to be a very astute player and is a wizard with puzzles. She's very tough as nails, and she can talk. Owen believes she should get to the final, should she get to the final three, she could win. But he says Jesse is dangerous and is the mastermind of the biggest move and will get the credit. He believes that if he sits next to Jesse at the final three, he loses. Owen believes that the modern survivor jury wants to see the moves, which makes Cassidy believe that he is leaning toward Jesse. But Cassidy's focus is on Carla, as she was coming for her and she doesn't trust her. Now, Cassidy tells Owen that she believes that she has driven so many of the votes, but she's done it with so many people, namely Carla. She doesn't get why Carla would get more of the credit. She does not want to sit next to her and have to differentiate her game at the end. And this is when, during my watch back, I'm like, okay, is Cassidy actually just not grasping reality here? She can't figure out that she's actually worse at this game than Carla? That, I think, is very much the case. Well, also, it's funny that, you, that we talk about like how Carla does, or Cassidy doesn't trust Carla. At this point, nobody should trust anyone. There are no. five players left, and there's only a certain number of outcomes and permutations in which like this can go. So mm-hmm. it's like, why are we why are we talking about who trusts who this isn't the pre-merge this isn't getting to the end you're at the end it's now right who do i have the best chance at, at sitting next to who do i have the best chance at out talking and who is going to suck in a final immunity challenge and who also who sucks at fire that's the you know right yeah she will then tell Owen that he and Gabler have different games, so it would not be a problem for him. She also does not believe that Gabler has too much of a shot. I mean, at that time, I said same says. With both Owen and Cassidy saying that they don't think the jury would take him seriously, we will continue to jot down these moments as we continue to justify how Mike Gabler won. If they don't think the jury would take him seriously, the audience definitely didn't take him seriously. How did he win? We'll get to it. They're ultimately going to decide on Carla. Cassidy has managed to blindside everyone who has come for her, and she wants to get her out before Carla gets hurt. Now back at the new camp, Carla is meditating on the beach as Jesse visits her. Meanwhile, Gabler opens a coconut and calls it his steak and potato and eggplant. Um, was eggplant on the menu? I don't remember that. Or is this um, um, another kind of eggplant that maybe he's getting from like the producers because it was all set up? Huh? No, I feel like eggplant he was saying, Oh, I feel like the eggplant was more because just in case there's somebody in the the uh, final five mm-hmm. that could have won the reward that was vegetarian, they would have had it. Oh, sure, sure, fair. Now Gabler is crushed that Owen didn't pick him, as he has so little in the tank and knows it's an important time in the game. We will hear him say that he is breaking down in the game and discuss how nourishment is important in the game. So I was like, the last episode is where his arc begins. Like, well, now we're giving him like a character arc. Editors, not good, not good. Yeah, because all of his early stuff was all just the battle with Ellie. And then as soon as he that she was gone, then he just kind of went under faded. the surface. He remember, faded away. Remember when everyone was like, the first chance his idol is out, can we just vote him out and mm-hmm. get rid of him? Now, at the beach, Jesse and Carla know that it's between them and they don't know what to do. Carla says they have to flip it on cast and they need Gabler to do it. 
This reminds us that he has Janine's idol and no one knows it, so he will play it for himself to ensure that he is safe. But he is worried, though, about the path forward. The winner of the next immunity will decide who they sit next to in the final three. While the other two have to make fire, he knows that he and Carla are the top threats. But if Carla gets taken out he doesn't, and he doesn't win, he knows he will be making fire and he does not want to go on fire. But Carla will tell us that she is pitching Cassidy to Jesse, but she really would like to put a target on Jesse's back because he just made a huge move by blindsiding Cody. She wants that target on him so there's no target on her. Is, was there really ever a world where the two of them could have just f- combined forces and got either Cassidy or Gabler out here? I feel like that'd be the smarter, uh, or and I guess at least like if if they're both thinking the same thing, which is that like I want the other person to have the larger target, and like mm-hmm. that means that I can skate by, then they would work together fine. I think if um, they would have been able to convince Owen that he and Gabler would have had to talk about so many similar gameplays or anything, if they would have been able to implant the seed that Owen and Gabler's games were similar enough, Owen would have flipped and voted him. Yeah. But they just didn't really try. Now Gabler will join them. Jesse will tell him that to improve their odds of Final Four, they have to take out Cassidy. And Gabler's like, well, I have to figure out what is best for my game. Carla will try to paint a picture of who is most likely to win a challenge, and that name being Cassidy and Owen and Owen and not her. Gabriel will tell us that he thinks he wants to sit next to Cassidy and Owen in the final three. And I was like, oh, this confessional is going to be used to help you as to why you won. I see what you editors are doing. I see sneaky sneaky. Because they need to make sure that he had his game plan from the very beginning, which I just don't. Why until this episode did he have a game plan? It's yeah. sorry, go. I almost I almost wonder if he like did these professionals after the fact. Yeah. Yeah. Now Gabler's goal is to take out Carla and Jesse, and he thinks he has a shot at the mailing. Carla will now have Gabler alone and pitch Jesse to him as he has the perfect record as he has never been voted against and he has been on the right side of every vote post-merge. She will continue to paint Jesse as a threat to Owen and Cassidy to see if they will pick up on it. And Owen has considered voting for for Jesse, but he knows that Carla can talk and she is putting out a solid argument that he needs to go. Owen says that a decision like this are critical as they will set the table for the final immunity challenge and the final tribal council. He says he did not come back from being left out of all the votes to be a zero vote finalist, which is funny because it's gonna happen. He willed it into existence. It's like he's no Sodramus or something. Now with Cassidy, Carla will ask her where she stands if she is in the final four with Carla gone. Cassidy believes that she has a solid shot getting to the final three, which is fair. Carla will be like, okay, but Jesse just made a biggest, the biggest move and slightly patronizes her, to which Cassidy's like, I'm not an idiot. You can smell the desperation kind of coming off of Carla, but Cassidy is just not going to budge as her mind is already made up. So Carla will straight up tell her that anything pre-merch and Coco, she won't be able to use as gameplay as it was all her and James. This is then going to prompt Cassidy to be like, oh, so you're going to tell the jury that? And she's like, yeah, of course. Now, while Carla has be, was being chaotic in this moment, Cassidy was doing, I think, what we call terrible jury management, as we will learn. Um, this was the moment Cassidy officially lost Carla's vote. Well, going uh, the one thing that I say I will say when I, you know, trash talk how Carla voted for Gabler she apparently like she wasn't ever going to really like trash according to her she was never going to actually do it she was just desperate for the vote and it was just Mm -hmm. a desperate plea that she didn't really even it was like a Hail Mary 
mm-hmm. like holding holding your jury vote hostage at that point. And she, this is also just like pure speculation because like granted, like we don't really know what the jury conversations were like for a lot of, because I mean, hey. Miss Ponderosa. Blame Shan. Yeah. Cassidy has lost respect for Carla and believes that she has gotten the better of her and has formed better social relationships and outwitted her. But Cassidy, my friend, you were always second fiddle and often third fiddle too. But Cassidy will run to Jesse and tell him that Carla has been throwing his name out. He's frustrated as he says the plan was to vote for Cassidy and is convinced she is convinced now that she is going home. But we're going to have a check-in with Jesse's heart. He could vote with the majority and vote Carla, but at the same time, his head is telling him to vote out Cassidy so she could easily, as she could easily win the final immunity. So the best strategic move could be to vote her out. He's at a dilemma. One more challenge and final four fire making time to weigh out those options and figure out how to use his idol. We're going to check in with uh, Jesse's heart often in this episode, aren't we? We're going to get an emotional um, manipulation for his edit this episode. Yeah. It feels like I'm, it feels like I'm watching a different season at this point. This episode just didn't mess with the rest of the season. Yeah. All right. We're at Tribal, and Jeff reminds them that they are the final five, and this is the last time they can vote someone out. I'm going to ask you a massive question here. Mm-hmm. Is it time to retire the fire-making challenge? Um, it clearly can't be trusted. It clearly can't be trusted. No. Well, because... Still convinced that Heather won. Her rope had flame retardant on it. I am nine. I am nine ninety nine percent sure. <laughs> so yes, I feel like there needs to be something. Um, but I mean, statistically speaking, how many people who win the fire making challenge ultimately go on to win the season? I think that ultimately it's a it's a Chris. jury problem. It's it, it's we have Chris Underwood to thank for that, but and also no no we have Edge of Extinction to thank for that, and we have the jury to blame for that. So mm-hmm. not really Chris's fault. He did that because he had to. But I, I, I it's it's weird. I like the idea of the fire making challenge because it's such a classic. Like I remember when Sari lost hers and like and all like the how long it's been like in Survivor's lexicon as like a tiebreaker, but. I feel like at this point, like we're almost like overthinking it. Like instead of thinking about like, okay, who do I least want to face in a one-on-one battle? It's all about now, like they're thinking about like, oh, like who can I beat in like a four-person competition where I have like less of a chance of winning? It's like, well, no, you have less of a chance of winning, but you have less of a chance of going home. Yeah. Like, would you rather go? Like, I'm surprised that they didn't because. Gabler has demonstrated that he can make fire, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you not vote out? Ga- why would you not vote out the person who can make fire best at five? Because I think Cassidy was the the one who was not going to sway. She was going to vote out Carla no matter what, and then if she didn't sway, no one else was going to be able to maneuver any other votes. But I mean, like in in like in like a vacuum, like you mm-hmm. are at the final five. You have someone who is very clearly not well respected but also like kind of just going to be grazing along to like the final three but can make fire really well why not take them out because if this was Ceri's game he would be the most dangerous player because that's a shoe in for the final three and that means Mm -hmm. there's only two spots left 
I, I think a sense. lot of it has to be has to for at least this specific season are the who, who are the final five because at this point in the game they're all kind of playing their own individual game and and voting in blocks in a way yeah um there weren't any alliances to really sway and, and maneuver everyone was going with well this plan is going to work in this moment someone changes the name the name changes and that's how things got going i think if Cassidy had not gone to Jesse and said Carlos thrown out a name. It could have been Cassidy. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. Well, Jesse will tell Jeff as far as threat management, you start to play up everybody else's threat level and push them forward in front of the bus. He will call out Carla for playing his threat level up. She will remind Jeff in a very telenovela way that last travel council someone stole an idol, washed away another idol, managed to save someone. And she was like, dang. That's one of the best survivor moves ever. And she will say that Jury will have the memory of engraved of that move. And she is saying, Jesse made that big move. And I was like, see, this is why you got to get Carla out because you're going to talk and she's going to make you um, really know what's going on. But Jesse will take this and say that he feels good. He will say that Owen is safe and he knows that he is safe as he has been hanging on to a little old idol since Dwight went home. Uh, yes, Janine, that's your idol. You got played. That was a good um, facial. That was a good facial. Well, speaking of if I had a dollar every time I said that, the face Janine was making is like every bottom at the cock Monday through Sunday. The face was a game. The face the cock was isn't a game. open Monday through Thursday. <laughs> Forget it. it was a joke. Just saying the bottoms and uh, whatever. Forget it. You ruined my joke. It's fine. <laughs> um, should I just have said the queue? Is that a better? We cancel the queue. So. Well, actually, apparently the queue is like okay-ish now. Like it's. It's it, like people are working there. There's management that's changed. I don't know. I don't go there, but apparently it's it's different now. Sure. Let's go with that. Allegedly. Now, I will say that the idol looks pretty familiar to him as the idol he gave, as the bead he gave to Janine is there. Um, yep, Jesse did pull that switch room. Now, everyone was under the impression that it went home with Dwight. Um, this is when I want Ponderosa and I want to hear like the conversation when they got back and be like, oh my God, Janine, how could you? Now, is Carla nervous? Yes, that was a flex. She says that if anyone wants to make any moves, there are two other options. So let's get ready to scramble. Out of your seats, kids. Cassidy will say that Carla is a huge target by talking a big game while downplaying her threat level. Carla will prompt Jesse to entertain a bigger move than voting out Carla. So off they go, chat in the corner. I feel like production has made the tribal set a little smaller, so there's less room to journey toward. Because I remember when we had some of those early chats, like people were off to the sides and you couldn't even hear each other. Now you're just behind the um, seats and like, I know what you're saying. I can hear you. Well, that's what happens when there's less people in the tribal council. Like when it was but like- still the set is, is, there's not much place to go. But like when there's like Heather running from one end to the other, it's like, there's a little bit more room when there's like how many people or when it was a live tribal at Winners at War and it was like the the minority versus like the the cops arrest majority. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's it's. I, I think it's just because there's five people. Now it is time to dance. Carla and Jesse will discuss that he is fearful that if he uses it on her, they will switch the votes to him. Valid point. Carla is straight up ready to take out Cass. So let's go chat with Gabler. Well, Gabler and Jesse are going to chat as if Jeff is going to talk to Owen. Uh, so we have no idea what they're actually talking about. That. But Owen states that this is a subtle season and now it's starting to boil over. Carla will be asked by Cassidy if she's turning on her and Carla will just straight up lie and say, yeah. 
Gabler will ask his bro, Jesse, what's the turn? And we have no idea because no one interrupts him. And just like that, everyone's just going to sit down. Um, no, no fireworks. We had no fireworks here. We see that there goes, there's fireworks, but we don't get to hear it. Cassidy's more nervous and reminds everyone that Carla has been talking up that she's less of a threat than her, but she thinks that he, she and Jesse have good relationships and hopes that holds some sway. Gabler says, the turmoil and chaos has been going on all day and everyone has been vehemently targeted. But it's time to vote. Jeff returns. Jesse plays it out on himself by a vote of four to zero. Carla is sadly voted out. Carla's vote was for Jesse to ruin his perfect game. And we will all remember that still Gabler is still perfect here, which is so shitty, but what's this right? Wait, did Gab- Gabler didn't play a perfect game, did he? He never got a vote, apparently. No, he didn't he have I thought Ellie threw a vote on him at the first. Then he lied in his speech too. Wait a minute, let's check Wikipedia. Cause I thought that he got a vote because when he was playing or planning on like that was a bluff, I thought, when he was like, I'll play my shot in the dark tonight. Yeah. Well, I think it was initially a bluff. <laughs> oh, no, it was it was when he was laying down on that table being like, I'm such a weak man, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Gabler played a perfect game. Yeah. Yeah. No one knew it. No one knew it. Mm hmm. Sucks, right? This is why I hate goats. Yeah. We will talk about it. Okay, so was this the right move? No. What was the move? Take out Gabler. He can make fire. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Besides the point, he can make fire. Mm-hmm. If I was one of the final, if I was one of the final uh, four, I wouldn't want one of the people to have almost an easy way out of a, of a one-on-one showdown. I would rather take my chances going against someone that has the same amount of experience or same amount of, of, of skill as I do in that area and have a, and have a uh, four person like competition for final immunity. I'd rather I mean, do that. Even regardless of fire, we have been set up as an audience to think no one likes Gabler. He's a weird man. They think he's doing nothing. So sure. When Cassie says he has no shots win earlier, of course we're going to believe that because that's the perception out there. Well, even that's then, what we're trying to analyze this entire episode. How did Gabler win? Because it doesn't make sense on the surface. Even then, though, do you really want to have one spot in the final three be taken by someone who, quote unquote, didn't make any moves, making it literally a 50-50 shot between you and one other person? Wouldn't if you, you like rather... the second person, sure, why not? <laughs> well, no, but wouldn't you rather have it be, well, at least what I would rather have it be where it's like people that are like actually have like moves that kind of step over each other. So that way they can counteract each other and just kind of like yap at each other and kind of just try and negate each other's resumes. On paper, yeah, that's what you want to do. But um, Cassidy was just not really a smart player this season, as we've heard in this episode. Um, Twinkie Boots, what's Carla's legacy? Just being a badass. (laughs) I'm sorry. She is my favorite players that has come in, like, one, especially in the most recent seasons. But she is. the very end of the game was playing a perfect game mm-hmm. and then blew up her game right at the very end when i really she... do believe if she won the challenge where her hand spasmed up then things would be much different yeah i honestly i think that she lost her game when jesse played his idol 
Well, absolutely. That was, that was totally it. Um, yeah. I don't think she blew up her own game. I think that no, it was, no, no. Lit- I think she just was like literally the, like Jesse made a King making move where he wasn't going to win, but right. she wasn't going to win either. Right. Um, no, she was really a really important voice on this season. It's really amazing to see a queer BIPOC person on the show succeed in the way she did. Um, we'll talk about it later, but I would love to see her on 30 more iterations of this show. Send her wherever. Send her, send her any country and you'll let her play again. I'm, I want her on my TV. Put her with Cody. Let's just, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. No, I'm done with him. We talked last episode how I was like, I want to do like Survivor versus the world. Survivor versus the world. Right. Like have an Australia versus America season or oh, that'd be whatnot. And bring back Turbo. Oh my God. He crazy. Like just, he's crazy. Just bring crazy. back. But, but bring him back. Yeah. We have, he's on the Viacom payroll. He sure is. Yeah. All right. We're going to be jumping straight into our next immunity challenge because why not spend time chatting on the island later? It's day 25 in the final immunity challenge. In this challenge, they will use a long fork to maneuver a bowl through a channel. When they get to the top, they will place the bowl and head back and do it all again. The tricky part is the structure sits on the spring, and if you hit it, it's going to weeble wobble, and the bowls will drop. First person to sack 15 bowls wins immunity, where they are guaranteed in the final three to decide who sits next to them and who is forced to do fire. All right. Which one of you is going to win this challenge? Not me. Me. I would do terrible. I would be, I have shaky hands. I can't do it. I can't do it. I mean, hey, if, if Kim can do it, I can do it. That was I'm her sure final. Someone's built wasn't this that, before, right? Wasn't that the final challenge on, on One World? Probably. This has been it used was. a couple times or iterations of this one has been used a couple times. Yeah. I, yes. And she did win this, I think, actually. Yes. Um, now, even with nothing on the structure, did you see all that wind? Oh my God. Like there was, it was going to be bad for anyone. It was worse than that Big Brother episode with the styrofoam. Yeah. Did you see Big Brother? Did you know what I'm talking about? What, no, I don't season? know what you're talking about. But <gasps> Oh, the week from hell. We're going to watch Jesse drop a bowl. Owen's <laughs> going to drop. And Cassidy will get one through. No problem. Gabriel as well. There really is a learning curve here. Um, now, this is very stressful. And you can see the stretch on these bitches' faces. You, th- this one was not one they wanted to. We're going to get to the point where our friends are pretty high. Gabler has 11, Cassidy and Owen at 10, and with Jesse and eight. Jeff will literally say, who can withstand the wind? And then Gabler drops because the wind knocks all of us off. Um, Cassidy and Owen make it to 12. Is it going to be Owen's fourth immunity? Cassidy's third immunity? It's a tight race with two bowls left. The gods are not happy with Owen as he drops. Cassidy takes the lead. Owen's going to hit the structure. He's going to lose everything. Cassidy needs one, and she gets it. She wins immunity. She will be in the final three. Will this be her million dollar necklace? Um, how do we make these challenges a little more engaging for the viewers? Not do the same ones. I'm here for that one. Shake it up. Come on. They have an entire art studio now just sitting in fucking Fiji. You have time to make new challenges. I mean, when they're pumping out two seasons a year. Yeah, like I fully expect that this is going to be the final four challenge for next season too. Boring. We had the, 
because we had the same final four challenge for 41 and 42. So we're probably going to get places. Where would you want to see a survivor season go? Survivor. Fire Island. No no one's getting out of there alive. (laughs) Um, um, I'd like to see them go back to Africa. Yeah. Waka Waka AA. Um, I actually would really like to. Now, hear me out. I, I, maybe it's just because of, you know, this is a very near and dear season of my heart, but token chains, I would really love to so see cool. them. I'd really love to see them go back there. Mainly because they have the, that cool immunity necklace with the feathers. See, but that's the thing. That's what I miss about Survivor. I miss having the themed seasons or at least themed locations because yeah. then it made the show and the seasons feel unique to themselves. Yeah. And now it's not, now you have to remember it by the cast. And I spent all of today going, which season had uh, like uh, Jonathan, which season had Lindsay, which season had uh, like, like uh, Deshaun, which season had Zane. And now that we don't even get like uh, subtitles to the seasons, it's hard to even remember anything. Yeah. Who was in the final three with, uh, with Marianne and Mike on, uh, on last season again, I forgot. Romeo. Oh, <laughs> speaking of goats, um, ooh, yeah, right, ooh, all right. We're gonna be back at camp, and Cassidy knows how crucial this power is. Fate is in her hands and not her tribates. We're gonna see some practice supplies. It's time to get their fire on. That seems like a lot of practice supplies. Do they always get that much stuff? Yeah, I think that maybe just be the fact that they showed it this time. I think I it must like, be the yeah. showing part. Yeah. So, what is going to be best for Owen's game? Well, it's going to go head-to-head with, against Jesse, as he is the top dog, and then will be the one making fire. Owen believes with the journey, jury leaning toward Jesse, taking him out, we get him votes. He is so defeated that he lost so closely again. He says that getting this many hits in 25 days, you reach a point where you're tired and ready to give up. And that's how I was like with Drag Race in 2022. And then I was like, wait, wait, we're going to have so much more in 2023. So, buckle up, motherfuckers. 14 seasons drag race in 2023. <laughs> I'm working on my RuPaul laugh. <laughs> oh, God. Owen says, one of his life's great lessons is what you do when you fall down. You get back up. Or it's Chumba Wumba says, I get knocked down, but I get up again. I thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. We're going to watch Owen build his fire, and he did very well. Um, he's now going to try to convince Cassidy to put him up against Jesse in the fire. He will tell her that he firmly believes that if she puts him in against Jesse, he will win. But Cassie says she needs to know whoever goes against Jesse will for guarantee win. Speaking of Jesse, he's upset that he didn't win immunity challenge for his kids to see that. And he lost the most important one. He is fully aware that if anyone was in his position with two flashy moves at two straight tribals, he, they would be thrown into the fire. So we're going to watch Jesse try to build his fire and he's no bueno here. Um, so his last test effort is to tell Cassie that he should go in against her. He will tell her that if he is in fact the biggest threat, that she can eliminate any doubts by beating him in fire. Was this a smart move on her, his part? Or I mean, it move? was, I feel like it was the only move. Yeah. He knew that both Gabler and Owen were stronger at fire. Yeah. We haven't Cassidy, really seen Cassidy make it. 
Right. Cassidy's not sold on this plan, and fairly so. She is also aware that she is the weakest at fire, and he is not as confident beating Owen or Gabler. We're going to see a sad Jesse confessional who is one challenge between him and a million dollars. Was this the full Jesse arc where we see strong emotional contact before that he destroys the fire making challenge and rightly earns the million dollar prize? Eh. No, that would be too easy. That would be too easy for the show to do. It kind of was heartbreaking watching this confessional back, knowing what the result's going to be. There was a lot of stuff about this episode that was just like, if you think about it, it was very heartbreaking to know that the end was going to be what it was. Because that plan being laid out, if Cassidy had actually done what he told her to do and done and executed it and taken him out, she probably would have beat him and we wouldn't be discussing Gabler and like what. And that's why I happened. brought up the fire making challenge earlier, because again, if she wins fire making, she gets to win. If Owen probably beat Jesse, he might have more of a chance to win as well. Um, that's why I almost wonder, like, can we just find a different game or, or something here? I don't know. It's a ring toss. Um... Ring toss. I'm here <laughs> honestly, honestly, like I would almost rather have it be like, even if they do the same, like, you know, you like final four is a challenge. I would almost rather have it be like some really big, like Rube Goldberg, like sort of like, like challenge elimination game instead of just making fire. Because it's like, at that point, it's like everyone can practice for this. And it's like, the challenge isn't doing the challenge. It's like the poker of it all of like being like, who's good at it who does this, that, and the other, and, like, kind of, like, reading between the lines on that, which I guess is, like, a survivor sort of, like, skill, but, like, I don't now, know. Now, here, here, I'm gonna go crazy here right now, because it's the end of the year, let's go crazy. Let's say we're in the Viacom bubble. Who would win the lip sync for their life? Oh! This, this final four. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Uh, so honestly, I think it could be Owen. I think I was Owen gonna say Owen. has some I was gonna say. I feel I like was Owen, like, yeah, He's the one that I'd pull on stage for a show to yeah. like lip sync for a drink. And the song that they have to lip sync is Agent Voices. <laughs> have you performed that, Adriana? N- no, but I have a survivor mix actually that I've been working on that like right. I, it's um all about Debbie. Have you seen Reese Havoc's um Survivor Mix? I didn't know Reese Havoc watched Survivor. Oh sh- yeah. She's she was good friends with Lydia from last season. Oh, so yeah. was um uh uh um uh Danny Bernstein. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh no, Evie was his. Evie was who he was friends with. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah uh, Reese did a whole um number uh, for Miss Barracuda a couple years last year, I guess it was. I was going to say, how long has Reese been doing drag? I don't remember that yeah. from a couple years ago. Um, last I think it was last year. I I don't know timeline at this point. I, nothing makes sense. All right. Now with Gabler, Cassidy asks Gabler to see him make fire to prove that he can indeed beat Jesse in fire. Gabler believes that he needs a big public move and has to win fire to win favor with the jury. But hey, he's running with pure heart and not a lot of food. That's a recipe for a grand prize. He may be lightheaded, but Mike Gabler is playing for bigger things. People need him. People are counting on him. He's going to do something that has never been done in Survivor history. He's going to donate the entire prize to charity, veterans in need. Now let's discuss this. Do you think that he said this in his audition tape? Did the producers know about this from the start? If they did, 
I think they planted him and got him to the end so they can send this clip to the Emmys. Hashtag block talk conspiracies. I don't Thoughts? think that it's I don't think it's a good idea for the winner of your show to throw away the prize. It's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Like I if I was a challenge producer or a uh, an, or a um, survivor producer and I was like, oh, like let me look through all like the tapes that, like and that man said that that's why he's America's next drag superstar and that's what he wants to do with the prize. Uh he gets put in the special pile that's off to the side and like maybe gets a call back. I don't know. I know that's not What I do mean, you think Twiggy Boots? Do you think he's a was... wonderful cause though? Sure. I don't know if yeah, I was like I don't know that I like know that I think that he actually planned to do it until much later in the game. I don't think it was his initial was, was it his going dedication out there. challenge? That's when he did it. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think he also thought that like he had no chance in winning. So he was just like, I want to do it for this. But like yeah. yeah. Now Cassidy is weighing not only who has a better shot at beating Jesse, but who can she beat without them having the resume with a fire challenge win. Cassidy is worried about Owen and Fire as it could be a blaze of glory he needs to steal a win from her. She's nervous about Gabler because he seemed feeble and weak, but she thinks that if Gabler beat Jesse, it won't be enough to beat her. Again, this is how we all were feeling. What did right. we not I was like, see? Looking on paper, what she said had full legitimacy. Like, had that extra step ahead of her because he would have had the three challenge in immunities that she did and then would have had taking out the biggest threat in the game and again everything we've seen from him he was weird people made fun of him i don't know let's find out what little cassie's going to do the decision that's going to change her entire life the final four walk in and as soon as james sees cassie's immunity necklace he says beast mode which is important information for later in the show Cassidy is feeling pretty good as this was the Paramount win and the monumental time to win immunity. She feels like she has earned the spot in the final three. What she did not earn was a comb because girlfriend's hair is static electricity realness. What happened? It's hard out there. I know, but we've never seen it that bad by any contestant, right? Uh, I'm sure there's someone not that noticeable where we have a fucking close up on her face and her hair is flying up do we forget Shambo listen Shambo was a very special human with very special hair Um, listen Shambo was in on the mullets before mullets came back oh she would be very popular in Brooklyn oh god oh Shambo could you imagine if Shambo actually ever did come back and play again she didn't. Oh my god, she never came back no, for a second season. No, she huh. never did. Huh. Most of that cast not, not didn't really come back to play. I mean, some of the cast did, but I mean they're pretty feckless, but yeah, they're very feckless. Very feckless. Um, yeah, that girl needed some uh a comb. I'm shocked the production didn't pause and be like, okay, can you just like flatten your hair a little bit? It's very distracting, very distracting. Jeff will remind the room that out of the nine immunity necklaces this season, Cassidy won a third of them, Owen won a third of them, which are dominating performances. The jury is going to just completely neglect that later, but whatever. Jeff wants to talk to Cassidy about the day and the bitches, and she says that they all pled their cases and it was a burden she carried. This could make or break her game. 
Jesse shares that he had a hard sell that if he wanted a guarantee win, he appeased a threat that she should sit next to him and make the fire. But Cassidy says that is the kind of big move that someone would make if they haven't really earned their spot. And she will deflect that she is so solid in her spot and how she earned it and will not risk it. It's in his best interest, not hers. Will she regret this entire life, her entire life? Very likely. Um, I just find it funny that she just is neglecting anything that Jesse has done at this point and said, oh, you don't deserve to be in the finals. I don't it's think funny. that it's necessarily that she's saying he doesn't deserve to be there. I think it's that she's saying that he has earned her spot. He's not going to play he has, into I mean, what I mean, he's saying. I think he's earned the spot by the one big move. I was like, here, a free pass. I think it's more so um, she's trying to, like, I think everyone at, like, final six or seven is when they start realizing like, oh, I have to like start talking like a winner and I have to start like saying all these things. And I I, I feel like she was playing to the jury. I feel like she was just trying I think to- like, you, you brought up a really good point. I think she's talking like a winner. Yeah. She's not a winner though. She's yeah. talking like someone should, but I don't think she believes or can back up what she's actually saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that like, she, it's like, the, it's like uh, the- uh, uh, I know you are, but what am I sort of like arguing Literally. where it's like, it's like, okay, lady, like, it, <sighs> this is what I hate about the end of Survivor, where it's like, there's so many like options that was like, you could have gone a different way, but it's like, at that point, it's too late because there's like mm-hmm. so many contingencies that keep it away from happening. It's uh, uh. Now, if Jesse is making fire, who will make it alongside him? So Gabler's pitch was, please let me make it. And Jeff is utterly shocked that he wants to. He wants to get into the final three in a blaze of glory, which apparently is the phrase of the episode. Owen's pitch was that he would love to make fire as he would rather go out swinging. Cassidy is going to make her decision based on what is best for her and her game. It's the only thing she cares about. Cassidy has decided to bring Owen to the final three, force Jesse and Gaylor to make fire. Now, Gaylor is feeling good and wants to end his 25 days with an exclamation mark. When Jesse spent every minute since getting back from the challenge in the forest making fire, he will give it his all and do his best. I mean, retrospectively, we know it was the wrong decision. In that moment, if you were Cassidy, what would you have done? I would have. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. Here's your to go. I would, if both of them, if I, if I was at the end of the line and they both said, have me do it, I would have done it because then I'd be like, okay, neither clearly this move means a lot to both of you. I'm not letting you have it. Mm-hmm. Even if I go home, I'm not letting you have it. Thank you, Boots. Honestly, I think I would have done exactly what she did. I would have, I probably would have been in the same mentality that what I had done up to that point stood for itself and right. earned me my spot. So I didn't need another move to prove why I needed to be there. And I would have put the exact same people in there because like, like her, I would not have believed that Gabler had done enough to possibly beat her out. But Owen could have, if he would have had that extra little thing that put her more on an even playing field with him. And it just, I was like, yeah. That's I would have done exactly the same thing she did. If Jesse didn't make a big move and he was still just, we know he was a good social player, but no everyone else really didn't at this moment. Do you think beating him in fire would have had as much of a weight attached to it? No, 
No. So maybe Jesse shouldn't have blindsided Cody the way he did. It was a king-making move. He sank three players' games and said that one of these other three people are winning. Like it, it's it's like it's the opposite of a good, I guess. In that instance, well, I know a good, a good, I guess, is that as well. I don't know. There's so many survivor terms to keep up with, and they all do the same thing basically. <laughs> right. But like, but yeah. I gotta say, I was like, oh, Jesse has this. There was no way he's losing based on the edit. Um, this just it wouldn't make sense based on the season narrative. But as the challenge progressed, I was like sitting there being like, oh fuck, this is not going to happen on this here night. And then literally the entire journey, literally the entire jury was sitting there being like, no, no, no. Like I you thought we were going to have them like a all. Yeah, I thought we were going to get a miracle comeback to secure, secure this great story for Jesse, but alas, Survivor didn't want us to have nice things. Gabler will win the fire-making challenge, and Jesse is the last member of the jury. Allegedly, this is the fastest fire that has ever been made. Heather would like stand. a word. I want to time <laughs> literally. Um, this is like will... this is like the season nine rose petals. <laughs> wow, really? You think so? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the front runner get eliminated at the final four in a shocking turn of events that no one saw coming. That's fair. That's fair. And we're going to watch Jesse kind of break down in his seat and we will take a long time to give him a eulogy um, in this moment with a very sad and somber music because, well, we need to be reminded that everyone, he will be returning one day. It's going to happen. They're going to let him come back. Like whatever season he wants, he's coming back. Or he's going to see him money. Did he get see him money? Did anyone get see him money? I don't know. if I haven't like paid attention to see if it's been announced. I have her muted on Twitter, so I don't know. He says that he came out there to set an example for his kids and fight as hard as you can. He feels like he did that, but the closer they got to plead his case for a million dollars, it's hard as he had to fight his entire life to get where he is. He doesn't have a safety net at home, and it feels like do or die back at home. It slipped through his fingers as he made a wrong move. Now, Cassidy will say that the only reason he's in this position is that he was because he was a big threat. I was like, girl, shut up from your top perch. Like, no one wants to hear from you in this moment. But Jeff says this is an example of why this game is hard to win. One wrong move and you are out. Adriana, let's start with you. What is Jesse's legacy? Jesse's legacy is being the pulse of 43. Like he was from the beginning to the very end, he was the almost main character of the season. Mm-hmm. And like as, to the point where everyone was arguing, is he a villain? Is he like the main character? Is the villain necessarily a bad thing? Is like, would you be okay with seeing a villainous character, quote unquote, win the season? And Absolutely, he, I'm ready, waiting for it. He's the first person in a very long time that was like, that fully embraced his villainous side that I was okay with the concept of them winning, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. Now, now Twinkie Boots, we have always had these long conversations about um, who are some of the best players to never win. Do you think Jesse will be in that conversation? Oh, absolutely. Like his, that, we talked last week about how that take out Cody is one of the probably top 10 moves ever done in Survivor, even maybe top five, because it was so perfectly executed to the point where he was able to talk him out of holding on to his own idol 
because he trusted him so much and played his own idol against him. Like that's. So where, where would you put him? Is he in like the top echelon of like a Rob Sesternino, three fields? Um, is he a little lower and, and um, where, where, where does he fall? I mean, he's way up there. Like, like Siri, he is, he is a fan favorite in my eyes, honestly. I will contest see that. your face and I see that you do not agree, but that is yeah. my opinion. I will contest that and say, I want to see him on a smarter cast. So an all-star season. Yeah. I want to see if like, he can like actually like, cause everyone is a great player when they're on a season with people that don't know really like, like that have kind of like lost the whole, like the, the, the script. They don't know what's going on anymore. And they kind of are delusional. I would like to see him on a, you know what? Bring, if they do a modern heroes versus villains, bring him back. As a villain, of course. But his backstory is so heroic. But put him on with Cody as a as a hero. Cody's not a hero. I'm kidding. I'm just like put them against each other. Let's see what happens. Yes, put them against each other. I'm here for that. Yeah, no yeah. way is he a hero. Oh my well, god. Well, neither was Candace. Let's be real here. Because she heroically mutinied. Yeah. Along with sugar. Um, all right, well, in the new era of Survivor, day 26 is finally here, and that just seems to be too short. But hey, Jeff is like, I need to get refreshed Botox every 26 days, so we have to do the season in 26 days. The final three, watch the sunrise. And this is not the final three, I imagine, at the start of the season, not even close. For Owen, to make the final three is beyond comprehension. It's time for the most important presentation of his life. The battle is yet to come. Owen knows that the jury may be bitter, and he is still the underdog. He is going to give it everything he has. So in this new feature we're doing, let's find out what the jury thinks about Owen. Well, Carla says that Owen embodies what it means to never give up because you never know where you might end up. Sammy says that Owen made it to the end, not being on the right side of the votes, and that this is his case to plead. He has to come out with fire. Which is funny because he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Noelle is rooting for Owen as she would rather vote for the underdog than the person who was sitting pretty on the majority the entire game. Um, wow, did she just drag Cassidy in one comment. We're going to have a big boat, bring an entire feast to them on a table. And I was like, what if that falls and all that food is gone? They have like a microwave pizza behind the scenes, probably. Ew. Gabler believes that this feast is huge as it brings your body and mind back into the game. At 51 years old, Gabler made Final Three and didn't get drug along, made fire, and never received one vote. He hopes he will get all their votes in the parchment. Let's find out what the jury thinks about Gabler. Ryan says that Gabler played a good game. He thinks some people view it as flipping and flopping, but he did it to further his game. Janine says that he is such an enigma and wants him to explain what parts were intentional and what parts were not. And Cody says that he is a 51-year-old man, and for him to integrate with a much younger cast is impressive. He wants him to hinge his game on the relationship he built, as that's where he thrives. Very fascinating um, entries here from those three. I think Janine is the only one who had something actually substantial to say here. Well, yeah, because she's been with him the whole game. Right. Like, the, the in- entirety of her game was with him, so... The other two are like, oh, man, he's a cool bro, Yeah. He seemed like a nice enough guy. 
Cassidy asks her friends how long they have dreamed about playing and making it to the final three. And Owen could not dream this. This is the best thing in her life, though. Cassidy is so proud of what she has accomplished. She believes she has come out as a dark horse as no one saw her coming. She was never on the wrong side of the votes and was the social, physical, and strategic parts of the game to back her up as to why she should win. Again, I want to remind everyone that Cassidy has revisionist history as she was on the wrong side of the vote on the Janine vote as she did vote for Ryan. Let's think of what the jury has to say about her. James says that Cassidy did not rock the boat. She was able to align herself with big threats, and by the time people realized that she was an immunity threat, it was too late, and they needed her votes to move forward. Ryan says that he tried to get Cassidy out multiple times, but she got him. He saw the danger in the sweet girl, and no one else did. And Jesse says that she should have gone up against fire and hit with him, but if she's able to show that she survived being targeted and was always voting correctly, she could win his vote. Of everything we heard, who do you think had the vote free tribal? Owen, actually. Really? Based okay. on the, the stuff that was said about the player, I feel like Owen was who they all kind of went in, or at least that's the, the edit we were getting, was that okay. Owen was going to get the vote. I can kind of see that, although for some reason with this season, like I loved it when they did this same thing on 42 and I think, did they do this on 41? I feel like, if I'm not mistaken. Pro yeah, I think they yeah. did. Um, I, this felt the least genuine. This felt like they, the producer had the cue card that said, okay, you're going to talk about this with this person. And this, like, honestly, this feels like the most produced season of Survivor in 43 fucking seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I get, I, I can see what you're saying about Owen. I mean, I, to be fair, my head was scratching at this point, so I didn't really know who was Same. even, like, you know, on the radar. Now, Owen will contemplate what the jury is thinking going into the final travel. He has had to fight harder than anyone else to stay alive and will defend his journey. Cassidy says this is the biggest night of her life and hopefully the best night of her life. Gabler says that he has won on the one-yard line for a million dollars. His failure is not an option. Gabler will say that Owen is the underdog, Cassidy is the champion, and he is the outsider. That's not what I would call the three of you, but okay. Time to head to Final Tribal Council. The jury is ready to listen to their speeches, see their resumes, hear their references. Time for fireworks. Now, after a shit ton of metaphors from Jeff, it's time for the jury to flick these bitches off their mountain, even though they got their ass kicked. Um, they're going to look at the game, social, physical, strategic, despite all of these categories overlapping. Am I just like a purist and I missed the actual jury speeches? Am I alone? No, because I feel like a lot of the questions are all the same question. Just rephrased with a different adjective. I mean, yeah. no one's going to be able to use Reed or Corinne in drag mixes anymore. because We don't have any new material. I feel like. It worked on 41 and 42 and Winners at War because it was fresh and it was okay. But now we're seeing like the depth of like how stale it can be. And it like, it, at least it's not Big Brother where they give them three questions to ask. Bullshit. Yeah, that's it. They, you're, they're not allowed to talk. Like these guys are at least able to talk. And like, yeah. If we were going to have like a massive big oh my god sue hawk style speech which jury member was going to deliver it carla 
Carla. <laughs> it's always the gays. The gays know how to do it right. Yep. All right, Jesse's going to kick things off and say that they should all be proud of their games and that they did amazing, but this is not the end of the game yet as they have to earn their votes. The jury has tough questions as the people who went at fire, he could smell the million, he, as the person who went at fire, he could smell the million dollars until he smelled the smoke of Fielder's fire. He wants them all to go out in a blaze of glory. Listen, if you were playing the drinking game, you'd be drunk by now. Now, Noel's going to ask how they differentiated their games from the others. First, we have Gabler says he had a game that was relationship and trust-based as he was somebody who could be counted on. He was in an alliance with each of them at one point. He will point out the Coco Crew, the Baca Boys. He will have the Ride or Die Alliance raise their hands. He will say he was never seen as he was talking behind the scenes with multiple alliances that allowed him to have different ways to get deeper into the game. He will note that one, no one wrote his name down but he wants them to write his name down tonight. Now, we have seen players who have popped around in alliances get destroyed and say that's a nasty way to play the game. It's not a good way. You're flip-flopping. Yet Gabriel gets rewarded for this. Why? I think he gets rewarded for it because he actually is the one who presented it. He wasn't targeted by the jury by them saying, well, you were part of this, you were part of this, you were part of this. And by you flipping and doing this, you like by him actually owning and saying that he was part of those things before they had a chance to call him out on it. Already swayed them in their ways. Because also, if you look at this jury, it's predominantly male. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it was if it was a uh, woman player that did that, it would not have had the same sort of reaction. And then also, I feel like a good chunk of this jury was a lot more angry at Owen and Cassidy than they were at Gabler, and that they they wanted to be the ones that could that would win against against Gabler, and they were almost a little bit more bitter towards those two as opposed to bitter towards everyone. Yeah. Cassidy says she always had her fingers on the pulse of the game as she knew where the votes were going and still claims that at every vote she cast, she was the right vote. She says the only person who maybe could say that is Jesse. She says she had close bonds with Carla and James, which saves her for the first votes, but she knew if she wanted to get to the end with some of these people, they would beat her. So she formed bonds with Gabriel and Ellen, who were left out and were on the bottom. She says it was not personal, it was no one's intention, but notes that there was a historic number of women voted out pre-merge into the last woman standing is a feat in itself. You got a candidate for calling it out. Yeah. Now, Owen says his survivor story was one of the underdog. He is a super fan and a student of the game and thought he would come out there and play a brilliant game and that went crashing down in 24 hours. He says Baca was a disaster and his name was written down on night three and though he was going to be the first boot and thought he was going to be the first boot. At Merge, it got worse as he was on the wrong side of the Ellie boat, so he had to claw and scratch himself out of a hole that was deeper than the other two were in, but he saw one clear path to sit with him in a power position. He knows he was not perfect, but he learned he doesn't have to be perfect. He just has to be him. That's what lost him. It it was so Hallmark. All he was doing was Hallmark, Hallmark quotes. Maybe the votes were the friends we made along the way. (laughs) <laughs> literally literally now james asks when did they stick when did they stick their necks out on the line for an ally to try to get them to stay in the game now before owen can even answer noel pipes in and says when he trusted her to steal his vote to get james out why couldn't she let owen answer this 
Or did she not think Owen's going to answer it? I also found it a little like strange because it felt that in years past, we've been told not to talk over each mm-hmm. other and not to interrupt when a question's been asked. And then this was just free for all. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? Maybe it's just like a social cue faux pas. Like maybe like, maybe. yeah. He says that it was a big day as he viewed James and Carla as the biggest threats in the game. So they lulled them into a false sense of security that he was going home. Noelle will steal the vote. So she, so no shot in the dark or idol was going to be played. He had to trust Noel. For Gabler, it was the Ellie vote. Ellie had looked through his bag and Janine will raise her hand and say that she did in fact go through his bag and says he has killer instincts. He continues that something was not right so the pot was stirred. He and Ellie had a public argument in camp and they voted her out and she flamed um, in front of the jury. He knew he was too high profile so like an alligator, he went under the water and played a different game. The question was, when did you stick your neck out for an ally? And Gabler didn't answer it. Yeah, no, it wasn't a, how did you send someone home? And like, what was like, you're like, it it was the exact opposite. How did you save someone? Right. Um, Maybe that's why James didn't vote for him. I don't know. Carla will ask Cassidy for one specific move that she did pre-merge to help propel her into the merge. Cassidy says the most important move was building her relationship with Carla and James. She trusted them with a vote switch off of Geo and onto Lindsay. And then through her relationship, they were able to blindside Geo and take control of the tribe in that way. She said that was the vote that helped propel her into the alliance, into the merge. And I was like, you just gave credit to Carla and James. You didn't do that. Any of that. Can I? Just... She did answer her the question. She answered the question, but she answered the question why she did nothing. Can I just be honest? I really, really, really dislike the name one specific move that you did sure. question because it's like you can't boil down a game to one move because then that's like, okay, so it's just a choose your own adventure book at that point. Like mm-hmm. your game should be overarching and sort of have multiple moves that kind of cover each other and sort of have to do with each other. And like, yeah, there's like a, a unified goal that you're going towards, but like, boiling it it seems almost condescending being like what's one move that you did Mm -hmm. jesse states that he runs surveys for a living which means extracting information from people he wants them to give them an example of when they use their social relationships to get information in the game and how they use it to get ahead gabler says that after the alley takeout al gabler went under the water and hung out by the water's edge he could have been gabler in the library with a coconut but he wanted to be in a total secret soap because of his social game and the information he was getting, he was able to get deeper in the game with more options. And again, he doesn't answer the question. For Cassidy, she says she had all the right information at every tribal. She says she was in the trenches with all the votes and talked to everybody and made sure she was in the right plan. She says she had a mental checklist who was gunning for her in the game. And I was like, oh, we're already stark here. Ryan was trying to blind her, side her, and Noelle wrote her name down, and Sammy came after her, and Cody threw her name out there, as well as Carla. All of them were gunning for her, so she had to get them out before they got her. Did anyone answer Jesse's question? At that point, they're basically just, like, this is when the desperation starts, and, like, this is when it's, like, one person's not playing by the rules, I'm not going to play by the rules. Janine will say that she has a solid idea of Cass's core alliance, but she is curious as to Gabler and Owen who they thought their closest allies were and how they worked with them post-merch. 
Owen will say that he and Noel had gone on the journey on day seven, and it may sound corny, but he looked her in the eye, and they got each other, and felt like it was someone she could trust and he could trust. When Noel was blindsided, he made his bed with Cassidy and Gabler, plus Jesse, to get to the final four, and Jesse's going to back him up here. Gabler says that, honestly, his core alliance was many people. It was a few. He points out the ride or die. He was one with Sammy and Owen. He will note that Owen, that they went in and out, but they were locked in post-merge the rest of the way, and will say that he was in with Ryan and Noel. But again, that's fine for him. Sammy's going to ask him that he flipped and went with Jesse and Cody. Was his intention to be with them for the rest of the way, or was he going to continue going back and forth? He will say that he was in ride or die to ride or die, and that was having trust and not being targeted. He says that he, to think back to day one and to get there and not have a vote, he thinks is very impressive. And I was like, should we like go back and show him the episode where he was going to target um, Cody and Jesse and get them voted out, but it was not enough time left? Revisionist history at this, this final trial. Well, it's kind of fun. Now, Cassidy's going to ask him if he didn't get the votes, get any votes, is because people didn't perceive him as a threat or because he played it so well with his alliance. And he says he thinks it was both because he stayed up on top. It wouldn't have lasted. Noelle will tell him that he did an amazing job keeping her comfortable, and that's why she never wanted to put his name down. Jesse says that he came to him and said they are playing a silent killer game. And if people didn't perceive that, it was his intention. So who had alliances here? None of them. It's it's like it's like almost the way a, that they've kind of laid it out. The three that are there had an alliance by choice or by convenience. Convenience. But if it's Gabler talking about, it, he's saying, "Ha ha ha! I had that plan all along." Ha ha. Now, Ryan will say that the majority of the immunities that were won were won by the three people in that final three. Only two of them were not. He asks, at what point of the game did they feel they needed to manage their physical threat level? Because, of course, Ryan's going to ask about physical threats. Um, Cassie says that she didn't see herself becoming a physical threat until she won her first immunity challenge, and that gave her the boost to win more. The most important win she had was the final win to decide who to take out. We're going to have Noelle, though, ask a question as she states that she left out a big part of her occupation as she is actually a Paralympian as she runs for Team USA. She will give it to Cassie for winning three immunity challenges and says that it, is to, it will be something she will take for the rest of her life and it's important as she is a woman. That being said, she mentioned in the fire challenge that she would like to be walked through her decision-making process as why she chose Gabler to make the biggest move. This might be one of the reasons why Cassie lost. She says that the game she played up until that point was a good game and didn't want to make any big mistakes. She will again note that she was always on the right side of the vote and worked her ass off to be sitting there. And she won the immunity fair and square when the pressure was at the highest and says she deserved to be there. She goes on to say that it was a strategic decision to keep Owen and not give Owen the chance to redeem himself as he did have an underdog story. And if he made the fire, he would get the boost he needed. She says if Gabler won the fire challenge, she didn't know if it would be enough to beat her. She thought he was the best at fire. Did she basically just say, well, Gabler shouldn't be here, and that's why y'all voting for him would be stupid? I guess, in her own roundabout way. Yeah, I think she's saying of the three, he's the least deserving to be in the final three. But 
in that sense, she's also saying he's the most beatable. Correct. And yet, neither her or Owen would have thought that was the case. Carla says that she left it out there physically and mentally until she couldn't fight any longer. She wants them to tell her a moment where they fought until they couldn't fight any longer. Owen will say, physically speaking, was last gasp, and he doesn't need to recount that. The main example for him was the final five immunity challenge as they got the advantage clue and Carla snatched it. It was the angriest he has ever been in his entire life. He went into the challenge and ended up winning his third immunity, which represented his game to go up and down with highs and lows. James will follow up and ask him how he handled the high points and the low points. And he says his only regret was how he and James went at it and how he reacted by coming at him. In contrast, he tried to remain humble and not gloat the blind side. He is ashamed of it and wished it did not happen. Pandering or truth? A little both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like in that moment, it came across as pandering, but he genuinely did feel that way. It just, yeah. because of the timing, it felt a little too late. Yeah. And the fact that there's a camera right there <laughs> recording right. all this being like, oh. Hmm. Carla says they've heard a lot about things they've done. She wants to know their biggest mistake and how did they own up to it? Well, Gabriel will say when they lost immunity challenge, when he huddled Baca together, where he said he blew the challenge and offered them to vote for him. He says he was clumsy. He says to put yourself out there is not the best idea. Cassidy will say that since the question is coming from Carla, her biggest mistake was the last conversation they had before voting her out and feels like she could have approached it better as they had a good relationship. But she was that big of a threat and knew that if she sat next to her, she would beat her and she wished she handled their conversation better as she thinks she's an amazing person and she's not just pandering to her. She loves her and respects her. So if you say you're not pandering, you're not pandering, right? Yeah, and, and, and I, uh, on the weekends, perform as a Tina Turner illusionist. Again, this is another moment where Cassidy is basically saying, Carla, you're better than me, and I didn't do anything because you would have been able to claim it all. Owen says it's hard to choose just one thing that he did wrong, but aside from being bamboozled, he doesn't regret choosing the sides that he did because it led him on the journey. And even if he doesn't win, the growth and the challenge he has been on is an adventure of a lifetime. It's been valuable to him. He does regret the few conversations he had. It's all about the friends we made along the way. Does Owen think in this moment he just has no shot? It reminds me almost of, of uh, uh, that, the 19-year-old being like, I probably shouldn't have the million dollars. Literally. Yeah. I think he went into the final tribal thinking he had a shot. And then I think he saw the way the jury was reacting to Gabler's responses and said, no chance. So I might as well just. Jesse will say that he has been honest that he did get a PhD three weeks before he got out there, but he didn't tell them it was in political science. So he spent six years studying voting behavior, elections and campaigns. He said persuasion is important in that. He wants to know when they persuaded someone to vote the way they needed them to vote and the way they did it. And I was like, didn't we already have this question? Didn't we like have something similar? That's what I'm saying. Like all of Jesse just needed to admit that he's political science major. It seems like when you were talking about Big Brother and they have three questions, it seems like they have three questions, but they find a different way of phrasing it. That's it. Gabler will say that the big vote post-merge, which is the Ellie vote. 
He planted the seed as she looked through someone else's back and pushed that at the merch feast and persuaded each group to say, don't trust her. And she was the first one out post merch. Ellie's getting more screen time than most people who've been voted out um, pre-merge. Cassidy will go with the Ryan vote as her neck was on the line and Ryan did have relationships with Tony and Gaylor, but he was also able to convince them to take him out instead of her. Ryan will say to Jesse that uh, I thought you already mentioned that he had already planned his demise not to discredit her. And Cassidy will be like, well, I wasn't under the impression that I did it. And Gaylor will be like, no, 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 no. You were part of it, but it was the writer that died. Jesse says that if James was on the jury, they were going to vote at Ryan. If James wasn't on the jury, it would be Cassidy. Um, I thought it was backwards. I thought it was the other way around. What do you mean? Say that again. I thought if James was on the jury, they were going to vote out Cassidy. No. So Carla would lose both people. I thought that was the original. Oh, plan. wait. No, yeah, it was right. the plan. So this was wrong. They all had it wrong here. Yeah. It was a concerted attack on Cassidy's character. Yes, it was. He was actually correct. Correct. He was the one that Brett led that. Okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of revisionist history here. Like this, it, this that part really annoyed me. But whatever, they're all gonna watch it back. I this will be the time where I want to go listen to interviews and be like, so really, what you said was not what happened. But whatever. Owen says that he won't lie and say he did not have one specific vote where he was the driver of the vote. He didn't have the advantages or idols. He voted wrong in the beginning and put in the my. My minority position so he can't pretend he was wheeling and dealing but he showed he had strategic chops and he could be trusted and be a key, key part of a lot of votes james appreciates the answer as it was honest and humbling it is time to vote reveal the vote on the island because why pay for a studio of fans getting to rejoice in the moment by a vote of seven one to zero gabler wins james was the sole vote for cassidy now after pure shock and disbelief and a rewatch, Gabler did not win. Cassidy lost. I think the decision to let Gabler get the glory in the final fire making and then her being completely inaccurate with her game turned people off of her. Owen was not a savvy choice to win as his game was not impressive. They were left with Gabler and his ability to persuade them in a way that we did not see seemed to work. This was truly a disappointing finale and an ending of the season. Um, this might be one of the worst final tribals in franchise history. Oh, most definitely. Cassidy it was Cassidy had a worse performance than Amanda Kimmel twice. Poor Amanda. Um I don't know how you as Cassidy can rewatch this and be like, yeah, I stand by with everything that I said. I, like, it's kind of embarrassing. It's really embarrassing how poorly she played this. Like the delusion is real. By you. Now I'm more upset by deeming that everyone voted for Gabler because she didn't fess up or like prove her worth and blah, blah, blah. And then you pointing out that that vote was actually what she what she claimed was correct and was negated and that was enough for the toxic masculinity to just say well the girl said uh, the wrong thing so let's yeah. go for let's go for him 
To be honest, I'm actually, I like if I was a jury member and I had any inkling that Gabler was going to donate the money, if he will or won't, I would be insulted like that like, it's like, no, I'm not giving you this vote. Like I'm going to give it to someone who will actually like have the money in their life. Like, why did we play this game? Why did we all try to kill each other over this? I mean, if I were Jesse, I would have been fuming. I would have been absolutely fuming knowing that I need this money to bring a better life to my family. And again, we're going to get to it in a second, but Gabler has a steady life. He's got a, a good career. He's got a job that does bring in money. And just to like, I, I don't know many people who can actively be able to just say, I don't need a million dollars and I will do if you come on a show like this, the chances of you being able to do that are very slim, unless you're like a Jimmy Johnson or Lisa Welchel, who are already celebrities. You, you don't have that opportunity. So maybe there's something else we're not getting from Gabler. Um, but yeah, I would have been furious. I would have been absolutely furious. But with the camera on my face, I have to smile and nod. I honestly, I don't know how I also feel about the live uh, reunion why because it's like well did you i actually saw this with cassidy and owen they did not and also even carla they were like the fact that they basically just gave us champagne after starving ourselves and like they gave us way too much of everything all at once kind of like one everyone was way too drunk and two there wasn't like enough time for them to like kind of like process no, I agree. I think we need to go back to how it used to be and, yeah. and, and, and give us a live finale. Let the fans be there. Let them rejoice. And it allows those conversations to be natural because everyone's been able to process what ha- happened. And at least apologize to each other. Like, like I wouldn't want to be in Owen's shoes or Cassidy's shoes after like getting basically like after, especially Cassidy, after getting like eviscerated by the final tribal and then expect to just be like, like, it's one thing to like, in a reunion where they find out who the winner is. And it's like, oh, I didn't win. I have to smile. But it's like that coupled with the final tribal that's like usually ugly. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I uh, it, it was all upsetting. I mean, just watching Owen and Cassie's face when the final vote is revealed, they're shocked. They didn't understand how this happened. And I think they needed time to go back to Ponderosa with no cameras on and be like, okay, so what happened? Where, what did we miss while y'all were key-keying at Ponderosa while we were on the island starving? Something just didn't add up. And it didn't add up for us as the viewers either. No, the edit we got did not the final three. The edit we got did not support this winner. The edit, just like, there was a lot that was... I mean, I really do think this is probably the worst final three in in show history as well. Like one of them, at least. Honestly, if we were going off the edit that we got, the final three would have been Cody, Carla, and Jesse. Sure. Yeah. They were literally the drivers of the season. And it just kind of, it's almost a slap in the face for like the way that they've conditioned us in a sense over the past 42 seasons of how to know how the season's going. And I don't I know if they did that the, on purpose or yeah. what, but. I want to go through the after show a little bit because there are a couple things that um, were eliminated. Um, 
Gabler is asked if there was a moment that he felt like he had it in the bag, and he says that it's a roller coaster, and it could be a six-hour shift in the attitude from being at the lowest to the highest. He says that he got to tell his story at the tribal. His answers were directed a certain way, but he got to say it in a certain way here. In this tribal, he was working it to the very last second. Jeff will ask the jury if Gabler swayed the jury, and they all say yes. Carlos says that in the jury that they made a fact check list for each player, for each of them to do something in the final tribal. Gabler happened to check off most of the boxes. Sammy says that they saw and heard everything they wanted to hear from Ala Gabler and wasn't just a loopy old man. He knew what he was doing. I want to see this checklist. I want to know what they wanted to really hear from him and what they did not get from the other two. Gabler's was literally like two things and Cassidy's was like 13 sheets. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Jeff will ask Gabler a very pointed question as Jeff clearly is in tune what the plans are. He will ask what it feels like to have a million dollars and Gabler will share that he will go make more history aside from being the second oldest winner. He will be donating his prize money in his father's name to veteran. Um, I mean, we kind of already discussed it, but what was your take on this? Like, what, what, see, it's like, what, that's my job. I I would have done that for you. I mean, yes, it is their money to do with whatever they want. But like you said, it is very much a slap in the face for all of these people who were fighting against him for a million dollars to hear, oh, well, no one's getting anything. So this past 26 days was us just, starving ourselves for the fun of it and potentially losing our jobs right um it's going to become a very emotional moment for gabler and ryan who we will learn that his dad is a veteran Uh, but gabler says it's most important to do this in this moment as he's been inspired by these people um and then we get that cheesy underscoring which didn't help and jeff's going to ask a question that everyone will wonder is he rich at home he will say no but he has been very fortunate has an amazing life at home and will be a better person from this experience and as a drum supporter well, he, was, he will next say now um, that, that there was a lot of things going on in the news, and that's why we watched Survivor. And I don't like to bring politics into this, but he, he has been confirmed as a MAGA Republican. Um, take that as you will, not my winner. Um, Where was again, he January 6th? Who knows? Probably filming. Who knows? <laughs> when did this film? No, they, they, <laughs> they, filmed, they filmed this during in, uh, the spring, I believe. Um, based on, I think, what James said later on. But Jeff's going to ask Cassidy if she is still proud of her game despite only getting one vote. She says she is and will stand by her game and played a thousand times better game than she thought she could. She will give props to Gabler on his persuasion skills. She was even persuaded by him. Jeff will note that Cassidy called herself her own inspiration and now we've entered the Jeff talk show portion of the night. Remember when Jeff had a talk show? He had a talk show? Oh yeah, he had a daytime talk show. Mm-hmm. one season i was wondering how he like got like in like the door of tv is that how it was oh no, no that no, was this, after survivor no, this was like early to 2010s no you you the way he got into this was because he was the host of rock and roll jeopardy what in the late 90s he was the host of rock and roll jeopardy on vh1 i believe it was or mtv i thought he just had a really big penis no nope, we've seen nope. that photo right we've seen that photo right you'll send it to us after um owen is reminded he got no votes but he is at peace as he will leave with his head held high and be in the club with fishback and spencer and tasha and all those people who played a fantastic game were zero vote finalists he still outlasted 15 people 
Now Jeff's going to ask an advantage question and says that they throw out a lot of twists and wants to know what stuck. Janine says that the beware advantage does stick out and you almost don't want it, but to be the person associated with the advantage, um, you want to be the right-hand man like Jesse. She says it's like a false sense of security you want to pawn off in order to get it back. Cody's approach for the beads was an hour before the first tribal, ran to Jesse with his mess up and coach Jesse tells him just be you. He got all the beads and then reveals that he had to put it on the bracelet, but then hid his beware advantage so he couldn't find the bracelet. We're going to get an exclusive clip, um, an untucked exclusive, showing us his hunt for the missing string. What a dumbass. Wait, so it didn't even count? It didn't no, it count did. until it was on the string. Well, he got no, it. it didn't. But, oh, that's right. We don't, know if it, we don't know if it officially counted at that tribal council right. or... They just didn't show it until after that tribal council that he had a bracelet. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now, Cody will say that what was his is Jesse's as well, vice versa. But Jesse had a very different take on it. This was the first time that an idol was played with only six people left, which then begs the question can we not do crazy ass twists with these idols and advantages? Can we just play a regular game of Survivor like the old school days? You can still play the game. I mean, I think that the twists uh, kind of eliminate like voting blocks. In a, in, a, okay. in a way, in a way, like I would, I almost, I don't mind some of the advantages because then it's not so much like, a, okay, whoever has four people at seven automatically, okay, great. It's, it's like, you're moving on to like, like, I, I hate when it's just like a core group of people that just picks off everyone else and pagans it. So can I make two eliminations from our, our, our advantages? Can we please get rid of the shot in the dark and the, um, the steal an advantage? I honestly didn't even realize that the shot in the dark was play or like in this season because they didn't right. talk about it until it didn't come out, but they kept mentioning it, it on the beach for a while. And then, cause I kept saying on the podcast, is it here? Is it here? No one's talking about it. And then it st- finally came into play. What? Sammy. Wait, um, don't we remember never... the first episode when Gabler was like, I'm playing my shot in the dark. Right, tonight. But it was never said by Jeff. That was still in the game. Cause in the previous oh. two seasons, they had specifically said you oh. shot in the dark is there. Um, Honestly, can we add the knowledge as power elimination? Yeah, get rid of it. I don't. I, I just get rid of it. It's so stupid because we again we're playing musical chairs. It's not the game anymore. Well, have you heard what the new twist is for the cage? Uh, we're gonna have the, the cage. cage. Yeah, yeah. We saw yeah. the cage. We're gonna. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. But um, Lacage. <laughs> now Janine will share that she saw Jesse wear the bracelet in his buff the night that Dwight left. Why the fuck did she not call him out on this? She could have had gameplay leverage knowing that she saw her fucking idol there. I thought she said that she saw... In his buff, she said. I don't think she saw her idol. I think she saw Cody's. I thought she was saying that she saw her idol. Well, I I took it as I thought she saw Maybe Maybe I took it differently. I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, you can't put a buff or an idol in a buff anymore. You can't? No, because everyone's going to start looking at it. Oh, you're right. Duh. Sorry. 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 <laughs> you, were like, now, you were like, wait, they outbought it? I was like, that seems like a stupid thing to outlaw. Now, Jeff's going to ask Cody about the standoff between him and Jesse before he snuffed his torch. And he notes it was friendship at the end of the day. Cody says he had fun playing together and says he's proud of Jesse for making the moves as it was the right move to make. We will have Sammy reveal that he is 19 years old, and there were some people who were gooped and gagged. 
Um, and then Jeff's like, why should someone try out for Survivor? And Sammy apparently has just got dumber as the season went on because his answer is, age is just number. You remember when he was so eloquent this season? Real eloquent. What happened? I remember when he was eloquent. <laughs> I don't remember him ever really being eloquent. He was better. He, 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 he spoke like, like he was 22. He's playing the role. Um, all right, Noelle is called out for being an inspiration and a badass. She is most proud of having the support system from the people around her. The challenge she came from behind and won. She heard them all cheering her on, and that's what she needed. Now, Carla is asked what she's most proud of, and it's her determination to keep going. She kept her mind stabilized that she could do it. Um, she told us with a grip challenge, she shares that she worked out and lost 20 pounds before getting on Survivor and used the muscles to contort and use other muscles. And she kept telling herself she could do it. She was worried that she was going to be out first as the biggest girl out there, but she was told that she was the strongest person out there, and that was the motivation she needed. Um, would you have believed that Carla was a bodybuilder, as they apparently did? She, wait, she said she was a bodybuilder? No, 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 no. She was a bodybuilder. Oh, oh. Like a weightlifter. I mean, like, go on. I, I mean, Carla is a well-rounded individual. Like, mm-hmm. She's great. Yeah. One of my guests on the show, Connor, uh, played um, gay kickball with her in D.C. Ah. Yeah. Against her. Against her. Mm. Um, so we all thought that Gabler winning the show was the wildest moment in this episode. No, no. As we cut to break, Jeff will tell us that the audience, if we have something we want to say to them, Survivor, we can email them at Survivor, shout out at gmail. Gmail.com. Have they quit Twitter? Is that what it is? Like, what? Gmail? You can't even have like a Viacom or CBS account? Gmail? The fuck? I hope they got spammed. This this is a very niche thing. This is a very niche thing that I'm about to say. So I'm sure neither of you will know about what I'm about to talk about. There was once a video game made in the early 2000s that was supposed to be the first game in in like a, a series of games that went nowhere. At the end credits of the game, they said, do you have suggestions for how we should do the story? Call us at this number. <laughs> or email us at this. It's like, what? Isn't that why you're the like, professionals? Isn't that why you have like thousands of dollars in your bank account? Like if, if Jeff was like, email us at Gmail, like in season like 12, I could believe that. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, like, Gmail's yeah. new. No, this was, no, no, no. Um, James going to be asked about things being emotional and because it's the only question he's going to feel. And he says, vulnerability makes you cry. He's not wrong. Was he vulnerable? Did we see it? They're all exhausted. This is not the time to do a reunion and make them talk and ask them questions because they have literally been fighting for 26 days to, for food, for like, just, it's not the time they're meant, they're mentally not ready for it. Well, Jeff's going to now really destroy Owen and remind him about his temper tantrum, where he apparently bent the fork in the final four challenge and basically could not continue doing the challenge. So they're probably not doing it next season. (laughs) Um, And then Owen's going to try to make a triumphant statement that included him saying that he failed at Survivor and like, no, you did it. You did great. He's like, no, we all lost. We failed except for Gabler. At least he's right about that. Um, Jesse is reminded that he likely would have won should he have made it to the end, but Jeff wants to know what it feels like to be, well, liked. 
Jesse says he had to pivot his whole life as he was a teenager in juvenile hall, heading toward a path toward prison, but he went to Berkeley and Duke and created an amazing family. He kept a small circle and coming out there, he had to branch out with strangers. He struggles with imposter syndrome and promised himself that he was going to be genuine and honest about himself. He found love out there. He may have come up short, but he won confidence in himself. Well. And of course, Cody is going to be given the last words. And what does he do? He says, cheers to the greatest move in survivor history by the legend Gabler? It's got to be cut and paste, right? Like, that was not what he said, right? <clears throat> what did Gabler do? Give money to charity? Is that what the greatest movement survivor is? Is that what he was referring to? That feels like a move for your, like, the final, final season of the show. Like, when they know they're not coming back, they're saying, hey, all the money that we would have given to the next castaway to win... Like that, no, wasn't the greatest move. Sorry. No, this was the end of Survivor 43 Squid Games. And we are about to get into Survivor 44 Wrecking Ball. Because that's all we have to go on at this point. What are your thoughts on what we saw on season 44? And why are we all team rocket scientist twink? And by we, I mean me. I was about to make that joke. I was like, oh, yeah? Oh, like, <laughs> He's so cute, though. A I was smarty. like, well, as, as far as we know, he's smart. We, we, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. And, and how about and, that and, one girl that um, the blonde lady who is like doing the like, rocks and like, the faces and just this. But what about one armed gay dad? Did he die? Wait, what? One armed gay dad who falls off the cliff. Is he dead? There's a, oh, there is a one man, armed uh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he, he's, well, he's not the one that gets medically evacuated. Someone gets What do you mean? It's not, we're not talking spoilers here. What are you talking about? You literally see them go, medic, and they all, we don't run. know if he's, this person's leaving yet. Well, I'm, sh- I don't, I don't know either, but I'm just saying that, like, like, they usually like we haven't had a medic evac in a very long time, and I would smoke cowboy. I would not be surprised if we have a medical evacuation this season. I really don't know. I really don't even know how to find spoilers on Survivor, so I don't know. Reddit probably. I don't. I don't look for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, Twinkie Boots. After coming off of forty three, are you even excited for forty four, or are you like, oh my god, give me forty four so we can get replenished? I mean, I'm excited every season, like regardless of if I like the winner outcome, because I've not always liked every winner outcome but i excited because i'm i'm ready to see a new group of people play and see what they do yeah i got some burning questions to wrap this up where does gabler rank in the pantheon of winners (laughs) he's got to be toward the bottom right right i don't think he is the bottom bottom like he's not He's not, He's not the NASA twink. <laughs> he is not. NASA twink is definitely a bottom. Um, is Fabio worse than Gabler? I don't think so. I think Gabler's probably the worst, in my opinion. Or maybe I'm just really mad. I would put him He's right really next. Mad. I would put him right next to Bob because they both had a very. Why you got a thing season. against old people? Adriana hates old people. 
No, 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 no. No, they just played very similar games. And they had very similar seasons. Like, yeah. I think that, that their their fates are intertwined. Like, wherever you put Bob, put Gabler. I will, I, I will say, I think the as much as I like the cast of Gabon, I don't think there are any strong players in Gabon strategically. I think this, it, this cast had some strong players. Well, besides Jesse and Carla, who are you talking about? Cassidy? No, I mean, just, you already named two before then the, the cast he's, of Gabon. He's talking about pointing right behind you. Uh, no no not her um you get three phone calls who gets a phone call to return for an all-star season from this cast thank you boots you go carla jesse noel say it again i missed the first one carla jesse noel this is a hot take I, i would not want to see noel on my screen again Neither do I. Yeah. I would love to see um I I I mean You want Ellie back. I mean, I think it'd be funny if to see her her reaction to Gabler winning. I would lever I would like to never see any psychologist ever back on the show, including last year's stupid bitch. I'd rather Tori back than Ellie. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe you're what, right. What if it's Tori and Ellie? Oh Telly. Telly, that's the that's the combo. I think Carla's getting a phone call. Jesse's getting a phone call. Yeah. Um. Maybe think, Owen. Maybe I think Owen. Owen. I think Owen yeah. is my third one right now. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna ask your final question here. Rank this season on a scale of one to ten. Until the finale, I would have put it probably at nine. After the finale, I, I it drops it to like a five. I'm going four. I would say four because from the very beginning, these pre-merge boots were all very, very misogynist in like the boot order. And then also it just feels very like, I don't know. It felt stale watching the season. I think it's because 41 and 42 were so fresh and so new. We got new things we didn't know, but now we like integrated some of the same things and it just didn't work the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is not a season I'm going to watch back anytime soon. Oh yeah. No. All right. No. Well, where can we find you both on social media, Venmo and any projects you want to plug? Adriana. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Craigslist, BBRT, OnlyFans, and Sniffies at it's Trent a bitch. Uh, that is my, uh, that's sadly not my Venmo account because my Venmo got shut down because someone took me $5 and wrote it was for sexual services and got that Venmo deleted. Um, yeah. So now my Venmo is just Adriana Trenta. It's really sad. All of my Instagrams and everything like all of my social media was it's Trenta bitch. I'm so mad. Um, you can catch me on Sundays uh, at Rebar in Chelsea and keep an eye on my social media because I have a couple of gigs in the works with uh, Verse and a couple of other spots. Uh, if you're ever in the city, come come look girl up. Announcement of an announcement of an announcement. January 6th. <laughs> Twinkie Boots, where can we find you? <laughs> Wait, where are you going to be on January 6th? I'm going to be the in White London, House? bitch. 
I'm 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 gonna be uh uh watching RuPaul's Drag Race at a bar that I can't that I can't talk about yet. No, I was making a January sixth White House joke, but anyway. So I, you can find me at Twinkie Boots T W I N K Y B O O T S on Instagram and Twitter, and add an NYC at the end of that. That's my Venmo. Well, I will see you both at the Glam Awards where um, at least two of us are definitely going to be losers. Um, Twiggy Boots, there's hope for you. <laughs> well, that's a... Sh- that, that, mm, I don't know about that one. I'm kidding. I voted for you. You voted for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're a good liar. You're so sweet. That's so kind of you. Oh, wow. Well, thank you both for being here. It was a pleasure chatting about this terrible finale with you. The pleasure was all yours. The biggest thanks to Adriana and Twinkie Boots for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit findmeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.